0: This is the Best Boys Podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya.
1: Hello, Wisconsin.
0: Hello. I always feel like the end of our theme song sounds a little bit like an e- like ESPN or something.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. This is ESPN. Yes, <laughs> <ESPN. laughs> This is ESPN. And we are here with the sports report. And we are here with the sports report on football. <laughs> the <laughs> our kind, not the American kind. <laughs> the our kind? Yeah, the, because I'm supposed to be British. Oh, right. So to be I'm Florence. saying the our kind. Like Ar- the oh. our, The our, our kind. The football. Football. Yeah. Soccer. I love England. I love uh, Scotch Egg. Yeah. And Scotch tape. and mash. Yeah. Bubble and squeak. Bubble and squeak? <laughs> Bubble <laughs> and squeak? Oh, hello monica hello jessica welcome back to our podcast welcome back you guys so sorry that we haven't posted in the last couple of weeks uh we had a, a really valid excuse well yeah yeah yeah
0: well first monica had a work of, um, emergency
1: so we were we were gonna record like the next day yeah yeah. yeah. and then i got COVID. jessica got it corvied. finally came from you
0: guys if you have been if you are a close personal friend slash following us for a while you'll know monica and Aaron got covid but jessica never did
1: we've had a lot of scares like we've yeah. had a lot of like um, like almost yeah
0: i was exposed a number of times
1: yeah and i was exposed a number of times yeah. just by the very nature of um, life but
0: and i fully i fully believe that i was protected all those times because of my vaccine and my boosters
1: same Get but vaccinated. i
0: had not gotten the latest booster yet so i was at my most vulnerable and um then i went to a work event and a bunch of people got COVID, so awful. It came for me, but I'm fine. Yeah, um, it came and went in a week. And um, now we're good.
1: Yeah, I remember the amount, the sheer amount of times you've just dodged that awful. So fate. many times I should have had it. Um, I know for me, like there were so many times I should have had it. There's yeah. so many times I suspected I had it and just straight up did not. Same. Like I was just yeah. sick. Um, and I got it going to. <laughs> Indianapolis. So we both got it <laughs> in other other places exactly. that we wouldn't normally be at. Exactly. Exactly. So it is what it is. But
0: you know, here we are. We're back. Um, we're back. We're back. We're back to the show.
1: Um, um, it's been crazy. I have see really just been preparing for the holidays. Yeah. By not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we
0: were supposed to have a friendsgiving that didn't happen because again because of COVID uh
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but here we are
1: it's fine everything's fine
0: yeah so basically this episode we're gonna do florence's second movie yes and then we're gonna do a third episode with the last two movies mm-hmm. so
1: yeah and then after that it's christmas time, it's christmas time. Well, holiday time for all exactly christmas time for us <laughs> precisely um and so
0: then we'll have some fun holiday movies for you and, in December and then it's
1: 2023. And then it's 2023
0: and we and have a very exciting that. daddy. Not a daddy. We have a very exciting person. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck in our old podcast. You know
1: what? I'm still calling them daddies. I don't. Care. I they're still daddies. They're still daddies to me. We,
0: we have a we have a um a very exciting daddy to keep off the changed. new year. Someone who we all love very very much.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. I mean exciting also generally speaking i think we should probably at the end of the year do like a, a roundup of a round the best up. films yeah that we've seen this year agreed um we've seen some good ones maybe we can do a little bonus app we've seen some bad ones we have um, seen some bad ones it's been i will say overall it's been an interesting year for films yeah
0: but i will say there's a lot of movies coming out now, right now like
1: immediately that like are crushing the menu the fablemans came out although you know that's just Steven Spielberg's I mean, it, memoir.
0: Armageddon time, which could be good, but I doubt it. I
1: doubt it. We but, saw the know, trailer, guys. <laughs> it could, I'm, I'm allowing it to
0: possibly be good.
1: Me too. Um, um
0: that movie, the new movie with um Olivia Coleman's
1: coming out. Yes. It, something about light, eternal yes. light. We saw Tar. Uh, it Tar. was brilliant. brilliant. Loved the shit out of Loved it. Tar After Sun. Triangle of Sadness. The Banshee one. The Incidents with the Banshees. Something in Ireland. Glass Glass Onion. Onion. That's my most anticipated film of the year. Lindsay Lohan's Christmas film. Obviously. It's a great end of the year. Yeah. So (laughs) it was funny because you know how it's usually like a bell curve, right? Yeah. they just decided to release all of the good films at the end of the year. And I'm I'm hoping that'll carry into the first few months of the new year. I uh, yeah, I hope so too because at this point I was really giving up. Yeah. <laughs> I really was. No, totally. Um and Oh Bones and All is coming out. We just yes, talked about that. Yes, we just talked yeah. about that one. So there are really great movies The Whale the, whale. the whales coming yes. out us. and hint. you
0: best believe we going to cover that hint, in some hint, capacity nudge,
1: nudge. <laughs> so i think yeah it's it's really odd i think i think we can talk about it more yeah. like towards the end of the year but i will say very surprising turn of events yeah, yeah, this year Agreed, agreed
0: and a lot of movies just like very sneakily came out like tar for example i feel like I heard nothing, nothing about that movie. And then nothing. all of a sudden I saw a billboard and I was like, what the Huge. Fuck?
1: It was Cate Blanchett like leaning, leaning over with her arms outstretched. Yeah. And it was like tar. Conducting. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, was like, what the fuck? And I was like, what the fuck is tar? And you know what the fuck tar was? Good. It was good. It was a good, it was a really good movie. It was excellent. And we'll be right back.
0: Now back to the show. Anyway, so now we're talking about Florence.
1: We're wrapping up Flow in the next couple of weeks, so yeah. stay tuned with us. Yeah. But- and we
0: we realized we never, never. did a bio yeah. on Flow. Yeah. So um, if you listen to the last episode and you don't know who Florence Pugh is somehow. So sorry. Now you're gonna find out right now. Monica's gonna tell you.
1: I'll t- I'll tell you. I'll <laughs> lay it out for you. Ready? Florence Pugh, aka Miss Flow, is an English actress born in Oxford. And uh, what I've learned about Oxford is that it's very posh. Um, yeah. And they speak in a weird accent. They,
0: I mean, it's not weird. It's
1: just like standard. Weed. Weird. Or no, I don't think it's, I don't know. It's, it's. Weird. Yeah, it's that. Whatever yeah. Jessica just did, that's what it is. Don't listen <laughs> to me. Pew made her professional acting debut at the age of only 18 in yes. the 2014 yes. drama, <laughs> The Falling, gaining her, with, by the way, Maisie Williams. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> Amazing.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: It gained her immediate <laughs> recognition. Shut, oh my God.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I fucking I'm sorry. hate my
1: life. I'm sorry. Gaining her immediate recognition in the media. Flo's international breakthrough though, came in 2019 with her portrayals of professional wrestler, Paige, in the in the biographical sports film, Fighting With My Family, which we talked about quote, unquote last week, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks ago. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> <laughs> an american woman in midsommar or midsummer i keep pronouncing it midsommar because that's literally how it's spelled midsommar. but i don't really I care.
0: think we're supposed to say it like we're swedish i think
1: it's just midsummer i'm pretty sure yeah. um but what what are you gonna do have have a little fun with it Meetomar. Meetomar. <laughs> and amy march in the period drama little women full disclosure she was the best part of little women you can fight us about this we will die on this hill she's amazing she has received nominations for an Academy Award and a BAFTA Award, and was awarded the Trophée Chopard at the two thousand nineteen yeah. Cannes Film Festival. Some fun facts: she used to, she used to do YouTube covers under the name Flossie Rose. I had no idea. Uh, kinky, and <laughs> Flossie Rose. She was in a long term relationship with that white guy from Scrubs. Yeah. Looks like he's made it of Play-Doh. Sick, brave. Yeah, apparently they were very happy together, so good for her. Zachary Braffery. But then they weren't. So. It's fine. What are you going to do? Anyway. Anyway. That's Flo. That's Flo. We love her.
0: She's an actress where, when I first saw her, when I first saw her face, I was like.
1: The Florence Pugh frown? Yeah.
0: I know. It was just like another another British
1: blonde actress. What do you mean? We don't have any of those. (laughs) What are you talking about? Oh,
0: good. Another one. (laughs) And then. I saw Midsummer and I was like, oh, she's actually really she's good. She's actually bomb. She's actually fuck, so fucking talented. And like we talked about last week, she is one of those actors that gives me hope for Hollywood. Agreed. Um, love this bitch. But today we're talking about Midsommar. Indeed. Midsommar. Um, okay. I'm going to tell you about it. Midsummer came out in 2019. Summer of 2019, y'all. I remember. Do you remember where you saw this movie for the first time? Um, I was at the Los Feliz 3 with a man- I'm no longer dating. I
1: remember that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw it in the movie theater. Okay. Yeah. I'm right. pretty sure it, it, you know what? It would have been the Burbank, the AMC Burbank 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the best movie I had seen thus far at that time. Yeah. I think it came out in the in the summer. It was in like July. Yeah. 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 It was def- then at that, then in that case, it, yeah, it was definitely the best movie yeah. I had seen that year. Yeah. Um. and he was an interesting year. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well anyway, Midsummer came out in 2019, written and directed by Ari Astor. Danny, played by Florence Pugh and Christian, played by Jack Rayner, are a young American couple with a relationship on the brink of falling apart. But after a family tragedy keeps them together, Christian invites a grieving Danny to join him and his friends on a trip to a once-in-a-lifetime Midsummer festival in a remote Swedish village. What begins as a carefree summer holiday in the North European land of eternal sunlight takes a sinister turn when the insular villagers invite their guests to partake in festivities that render the pastoral paradise increasingly unnerving and viscerally disturbing. This movie is fucking brilliant. I love Ari Aster. Ari
1: Aster is honestly a god. (laughs) He's fucking amazing. He's incredible. he, He is doing something with the horror genre that... A lot of like it, it, it's it needed some refreshing. Yeah, do you know what I mean. And I think he and honestly Jordan Peele have yeah. taken this genre and made it into something that's a lot more elevated. And I'm not saying that like all horror is like campy, shitty, whatever, because yeah. it's not. There no. are like really excellent horror films out totally. there. but like. I think they really took out the pomp and circumstance yeah. ar- surrounding a horror film like the you know the screams of the world et cetera. Mm-hmm. and they really went for something unique and they each have their own flavor of things yeah. um and I think with Ari Aster and his like style and his approach to horror being very like let's let's do like fish out of water but for the entire world that I'm building yeah <laughs> and it's very very interesting and this was kind of the first time that at least in my own recent memory that I had seen a film, a horror film happen in broad daylight. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they they transition you really brilliantly because the the beginning of the movie starts off very, very dark because they're in like Chicago or some shit.
1: They're in like some metropolitan city or area. Yeah, and it's
0: snowy and it's dark and it's awful. And that's where like the initial tragedy in Danny's family happens.
1: Yeah, so her sister, Terry, I think her name is Terry, yeah. is bipolar, Mm -hmm. um, or has like some, some mental disorder or affliction, um, and is like having a psychotic break Mm -hmm. or something happens where she all of a sudden decides that like the world cannot exist with like her and her parents in it. Yeah. And so what she does is, and trigger warning for anyone who. And spoiler alert. Yeah. And spoiler alert. So both, um, she essentially takes. Uh, a hose from her garage and like feeds it into the house. She attaches it to the exhaust pipes of of her car uh, and feeds it into the house. It causes her parents to like die of carbon monoxide poisoning, like in their sleep. Mm -hmm. And she dies of carbon monoxide poisoning as well. And so essentially, Danny's, like, an orphan. Like, she has no parents and no family anymore. Like, everyone's gone. And keep in mind that she's a college student Mm -hmm. in America. Yeah. Not living, like, with her parents anymore. There was nothing she could do about what happened. Yeah. And she um, is alone. She's living with her boyfriend at the time, which... He's awful. (laughs) The amount of discourse that this movie, like... Like, that came about because of this movie around, like, boyfriends. Around, like, shitty boyfriends. It was so funny because when this movie first came out, everyone was like, don't let, like, if, like, don't take your girlfriend to see this movie. She will find something wrong with you after this movie. And she'll fucking... And she'll, like, leave you, essentially. She'll
0: stuff you in a bear suit and let you on fire. Exactly. Spoiler.
1: (laughs) So... i think that um yeah it, so this movie starts off incredibly grim yes and very much like feelings of isolation etc because we go into this like insane yeah colorful bright world full of like family and yeah. cult etc yeah but i'm getting ahead
0: of myself exactly exactly um but Yeah, I don't know. It's just really, it's really, really, really brilliant and like shocking when they take you from dark to light in this movie. And it's, it's like, it's unsettlingly bright.
1: It's not like, not bright in like a good way, like, ooh, everything is like soft and pretty. It's like, too, it's like too bright. Everything's a little bit uncanny. Things are kind of moving in the corner. Uh, The trees look a little little wonk. The trees have the secrets. They have eyes, low key. (laughs) It's very weird, Um, and they're in a. They're also in a foreign country, right? They're Americans. They're anthropology students going on a trip, and Danny just like literally comes along. Yeah. So the whole, the whole like action that takes them from America to Sweden to this random place mm-hmm. um to experience this like festival of Midsummer. Um because apparently this is a thing. I yes. did not know that but prior to this movie I had no idea this was a thing. Yeah
0: Midsummer festivals are a thing. I don't think the whole like sacrifice thing is a thing.
1: Maybe You don't think the murders are a thing? No, but you know what is a thing is the the killing
0: themselves when they reach seventy two. That is a real thing. No fucking way. Yeah. There are like certain groups in that area and it's not a practice that they do anymore but a long long time ago it used to be a thing where in these villages when you reached a certain age you would kill yourself Because it was, like, for the betterment of the community so that the community would not have to take care of you in your old age. (gasps) Wow. It was, like, a weird ritualistic thing and it was considered, like, an honor.
1: I have, like, mixed feelings about that. Yeah, I am. Because, like, from an anthropologist, like, I understand. It's like, oh, okay, dead weight. Like, you don't want that, yeah, right? As, like, a moving, like, a a nomadic cult. Like, I don't know, whatever. Like, I I logistically understand. Right. Morally, I don't understand. No, but also, like...
0: Then then that just gets you into, like, do, do people have the right to kill themselves if they want to? That's Which true. I think they do. Mm-hmm. So, Facts. You know? I think
1: especially in, like, certain... Um, especially, like, in certain cultural groups, et cetera. Especially if it's, like, certain tribal cultural cl- groups or, like, yeah. native cultural cl- groups or just, you know, hanging out, doing their thing. It makes me very sad. Where are we then, to judge? But then, on the flip side of that, I think about how in
0: America... We spend like the most amount of money that's spent, I think in someone's lifetime is for end of life care. Yeah. And like how, what, how much of a burden that is. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Also like there, it's like a million dollar, or billion dollar industry. This like retire these retirement villages and. Retirement.
0: Keeping yourself alive.
1: Yeah, everything. Medications, prescriptions. And then after a certain age, you have to go, at least in America, like on Medicare. Right. Or like you literally, you have to, like you don't have a choice. yeah. Um, So it's very interesting. Yeah. So I I can understand how in Sweden they might have like, (laughs) (laughs) they might have like, hey man, cut off this dead weight. Let's keep moving. Yeah. I get, I kind of get that. Yeah. Um, But Basically, they are anthropology students. Danny like comes on. Yeah. Is like, I don't want to be alone right now. Which fair. Yeah. Your parents just fucking died and your sister just killed them. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. And herself. Well, and sure. Just a quick
0: note about that. Like, I think that is kind of Florence Pugh's acting like really shines from the get-go. Oh. I think. Because you first meet her when she's like frantic and trying to get a hold of her sister. And that the fear That comes into your body when you're trying to reach somebody you love and you can't for whatever reason is really awful. Like that is one of the worst feelings, I think, in the world is when you like have this sick feeling that something is happening, but there's nothing you can do. Yeah. So awful that like helplessness, etc. And she does such a brilliant job of conveying that to us, but also like trying to shake it off as anxiety. And, you know, like she's basically just bending to everything that her boyfriend says because he'll be like you're you know you're doing this again you're spiraling
1: you're letting them do this he's basically gaslighting he's gaslighting her
0: and she's just like oh um yeah you're right because like she doesn't want her relationship on top of this to be ending Mm -hmm. and then when she finds out she it she she turns into like like a wounded animal it's it's insane. Yeah, it's she, like
1: very upsetting oh, but beautiful. It's like a masterclass in like letting it all out. Yeah. She cuz it's 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 so many things. It's rage, it's confusion, it's worry, it's sick. She gets like physically ill. Like she looks like she's going to throw up. It's awful. It's so gutter It, it makes you really deeply uncomfortable. Just like the amount of despair she's going through. And I think it's brilliant because then you have that feeling going into the rest of the movie. And it's just, it only builds on top of that, that that like absolute discomfort of witnessing someone just break the fuck down, but like not in an artistic way, because I think what a lot of directors will do and what a lot of actors will do is like let's make this like yes you're breaking down but also art yeah like also aesthetic but in this movie she's just like i literally think she's gonna throw up like it's awful it i don't want to see that like
0: awful and then you have that right next to her boyfriend who wanted to break up with her and then finds out that this happened, and so he can't, and like, I don't blame him,
1: I don't blame him, and that's he's always, just that's a sitting there situation.
0: he's just sitting there holding her, like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do now?" and that that contrast, I think, sets up the rest of the film really, really perfectly beautifully,
1: beautiful setup, wonderful, and then it goes into. Sweden. And then we get to Sweden. And then it's fucking chaos. And it's all <laughs> just they get to Sweden, they're on a plane, they get to Sweden, shit's crazy. They're like getting they're getting shown these beautiful acre like this it's beautiful just, acreage. I would be terrified immediately. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. they get there, first of all, they get there and part of the plan, which I don't really understand, but part of the plan is that they arrive And instead of just continuing on to their destination, they stop in a field and all trip for
1: like, like a full day. Yeah, like overnight. They they drink, sleep in this field, and I was like, "Was this part of the plan?" Yeah. Well, they like drink this like hallucinogenic. Yeah, drink mushroom tea. Yeah, well. TBD if it's, we don't know what the no, fuck in it the, is. In the first part, it's mushrooms. Okay, it's mushrooms. And then later, they're like, it's a special tea. like other shit, like yeah. witchy shit or whatever. And they start like seeing things in the trees. Exactly. And like, she's looking up at the sky and like, she's like truly unsettled because she's like, oh, this is low. And she doesn't say this, but like, you as an audience kind of know, like, oh, this is making me kind of think about, like, the shit that happened to me. Like, yeah. let me just push it down, baby me push it down.
0: Yeah, she's terrified of having a bad trip, but she doesn't want to. The whole group
1: is already mad
0: that she's on the trip to begin yeah, with.
1: Yeah, like, they do not want her there. No. She's very othered in this movie. Yeah. yeah
0: they don't want her there and she's like on top of it i don't want like to be the party pooper and so initially she turns it down and then her boyfriend's like well then i'm not gonna do it either and then everyone's like well we can't not we it has to be either like all of us or none of us and so
1: then she's like okay fine i'll do it like she's just trying to she's trying not to be a burden trying to be like um what's it called the what's it's it's a free oh the pick me girl she's trying to be that she's trying to be like i can hang I can yeah. be with the boys. She wants to be a
0: pick-me girl. She does not want to be a wet blanket. No. You know? No desire for that. No desire for yeah. that. But then, of course, she ends up having a bad trip and, like, passing out in the woods. Yep. And then, then we enter the clearing, which <sighs> is where this village is. And there's all these... It's, discussed it's like crazy bright everyone's wearing white and like weird villager clothing covered in like pictures of runes and there's like people doing weird ritualistic dances and
1: like and orgy like shit weird
0: like synchronized breathing and it's just fucking weird and every you you kind of immediately notice that like there are no parents and children it's all like We are all one. So like every older person is like a father or mother figure and every younger person is like a sibling. Yep. Essentially because it's, they're all raised communally. Yep. Which like I get. It's like a giant
1: uh, compound co-op situation. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I would just be immediately unsettled by this.
1: Yeah. Personally. But also like at the end of the day, there are so many groups that all take care of children communally but the thing that makes this weird is that like it's not just that everyone's taking care of the children communally it's that everyone sees each other as like both sister brother and mate yes and like orgy time yeah vibes exactly exactly (laughs) it's it's just orgy fun times (laughs)
0: it's just a lot it's just a lot and they pretty quickly get into like the horror i think
1: really because from the get-go basically then
0: then we we jump to the ceremony where the old people jump off of cliffs
1: and they witness this so the americans the the anthropology students and danny witness one of the um elders the man jump off of the cliff and it's it's literally the 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 still is like seared into my mind. The yeah. frame is seared into my mind. There's like this really still, it like hangs on for like slightly too long. Shot of like the guy's face yeah. as he like lands onto the ground, just all cracked open yep. and bleeding, and it's just so it like take kind of takes your breath away. Yeah. It's not it. You know what no, I mean?
0: Ari Aster, he does not shy away from the gore in this no.
1: movie. If As as you probably heard from our hereditary episode. Yeah, that but the thing, was crazy. the thing
0: is, is it's not gratuitous. No. It's like, it's the proper amount of gore for that situation. For two people jumping off
1: of a fucking cliff. Yeah. Like, so... But he doesn't
0: have, he like does a close up and then he doesn't even closer up. And you're just like. Uh.
1: And you like <laughs> see like the wind, like, like literally moving the eyelashes or something and you're like like, oh it's disgusting it's fucking gross it's disgusting and And danny witnesses this and this bitch has already been through so much trauma
0: exactly and that really like gets the ball of horror going and it really triggers it triggers all of her fear and all of her just like all of her fear, all of her insecurity, all of her confusion, et cetera. But she's just like, I just got to stick around.
1: I just got to see how it goes. I have to see what happens. Because she feels trapped. She, Yeah. The, so the thing I love about Florence Pugh is like her. So Florence Pugh is a very stately woman. Like yeah. she, she's, she has very like broad shoulders. She, even though she's like not very tall, she no. has a very commanding presence. Yeah. She's petite, but commanding. And she's like very like soft, but also very like, I don't want to say like muscular. She's just like very like built. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, she yeah. has a presence. I mean, that's probably why they chose her for fighting with my family. Yes. Because I mean, she, she's like kick ass. Like yeah, no, you totally. look at her and you're like, you could beat me up. She looks, she has almost like a gymnast body. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So, and and she stands up very straight mm-hmm. and she speaks with a lot of conviction. Usually yeah. she's a very low voice and obviously the famous Florence Pugh frown. The frown is really the, it's the star of this movie. It's really the star of this movie, but- what she does in this movie is so brilliant because she really drops her shoulders and kind of cowers herself just a little bit, like just enough to make us feel like she's like a wounded animal, like a very vulnerable creature. And the amount of pain that she puts behind all of her line readings that like she masks. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, it's my favorite thing in the world when actors don't, like, they're on the verge of tears, but they don't cry. Yes. It's very much like that. Yeah. It's like, I'm on the verge of letting you guys see my feelings, but I'm gonna suppress that. Yeah. And there's so many layers to that performance, and that's what she offers us in, in Midsummer, And I think- a part of the reason why it's so believable for this character to not leave not just be like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get the fuck out is because she's so wounded and she's so in need of any kind of family any kind of friendship well there's nothing that's that's
0: why i think that's i mean that must be the plot device here of like why they killed her family in the first place in this movie because there's nothing for her to go back to exactly like her there's there's nothing at stake for her which is why it's so easy for her to just like be in it but also really start experiencing fear and like really show us that fear and scary things don't just exist in the darkness which i think is really really powerful like we see that through her but she also is the one who ends up coming out on top at the end of this movie yeah and it makes you wonder like what the fuck does she do after this and
1: it's hard because for a lot of her so so for her compatriots for her colleagues (laughs) yes for the anthropology students plus her boyfriend They're there because they're, like, a bunch of guys who are, like, really into, like, weird shit. Like, they're obviously... They're anthropology students. They're they're doing this for a school project. Yeah, I think they're getting their doctorates or something. Their PhDs. yeah. Yeah. But also... They're like a just a bunch of dudes who are yeah. like, yeah, let's fucking party. Like, let's like exactly. go take shrooms and like enjoy ourselves. And like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Sweden. Yeah, let right? like, fuck a Swedish girl. Yeah. Like, and, let's yeah. fuck all these people. Oh, orgies. Cool. Right. Like, it's a very, very different feeling for a bunch of like young men, young American men in a different country than yeah. it is for like a young American woman in a, yeah, in another totally, country totally. by herself. Like she has no one in her corner and she knows that and right. she's with her boyfriend because he's all she has. Period. Mm-hmm. It's not even that like she probably knows he treats her like shit. Oh yeah, but for she's sure. like you're literally all I have. What am I going to do? Yeah, <laughs> That's like there's it? there's that really
0: great scene where it's her birthday and he has forgotten it's her birthday. And then someone else reminds him like, hey, you forgot her birthday. And he starts apologizing like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I forgot, you know, I thought it was yesterday, which makes no sense because then why didn't you say happy birthday yesterday? And she's like, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have reminded you. (laughs) Like it's classic manipulative boyfriend bullshit where the girl ends up apologizing for the man's behavior. It's just... It's that's the real horror in this movie.
1: Seriously. Straight up. (laughs) Straight the fuck up is men. (laughs) Men and their bullshit. Seriously. Basically the straw that breaks the camel's back is Danny realizes that her boyfriend has gone and like participated in these orgies.
0: (laughs) Which is why I kept talking about this. We have to
1: jump to the May Queen sequence because I think
0: that's really where the movie peaks. Yes. And that's where I think her acting peaks. Oh. basically there's this sequence called it's like the maypole dance or whatever and it's all these girls they all take this hallucinogenic tea and they get really high and they dance around this maypole and whoever is left standing at the end is the may queen and the may queen like blesses the harvest for the coming season and she's like she's
1: top. She's like the chosen one. Like she's like, oh, she's our crown jewel. She's like the best of the best, the cream of the crop. Yeah. That bitch, whatever you want to call it. And Danny ends up somehow becoming the May queen. Like she has enough conviction in her soul to where she is the last one standing. Because she's like, I've been through enough bullshit. I'm out here. I'm here to fucking win.
0: <laughs> well, and this is like the first time she has fun in yes. this entire movie because yes. she just like loses all sense of abandon. And she's
1: with like a sisterhood. Yes. It's she's all women. women. It's so good. It's like, literally I, sometimes I will just watch that clip cause it's just so good. Like it's just <laughs> They're so They're bumping into each other and it's she's such a vibe. like, Oh my God, I can speak Swedish now. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> such a vibe. They're literally just out there having a blast. They're having the best time.
0: <sighs> so she's the last one standing and she like, she gets the big flower crown yeah you, you've seen the image you have
1: seen this iconic floral yes. cape that she wears yeah it's actually at the uh currently at the academy museum oh my god it's so beautiful it's fucking stunning you guys should go see it if you live in los angeles go to the academy museum they have it there in their like costume wing yes um and it is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life it's like all it's like probably like thousands thousands of, of fake flowers. individual yeah. like little fake flowers and like no two are the same it's just stunning yeah it's so beautiful and so while that is happening they
0: they pull christian to the side and they're like you are an ideal match astrologically for this bitch who p.s has been casting love spells on you and putting her period blood in your drinks and her pubes and yep. your food yep and so now you guys have to go breed and legitimately the breeding sequence makes me physically ill it's disgusting it is so disgusting it's gross like
1: he, there is nothing sensual about it I, i'm just no, letting you guys know this right now it's, it's
0: a it's all the old so all the older women are at this and yep. they're like all naked, They're all, all swaying watching. back and forth, chanting. And there's this virgin girl on the ground and they bring him in. And she's like, in. like, yeah, they bring him in and he's in like a trance because I think they give him drugs too. And
1: by the way, if I don't think we said his name thus far, but Christian is the, um, what's his name? Or what? The, the boyfriend. The boyfriend. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say the husband. Yeah.
0: The boyfriend. So Christian is the boyfriend. And yeah. um, he, so they like, pu- they
1: push his butt and, move him into her it's so gross it's the most it's like the almost the most clinical it's almost clinical it's clinical but then it's
0: ritualistic and then it's gross all at the same time Is and it? she's like oh my god i'm losing my virginity and she's freaking she's like, out Wee! And like, she's ah! like she reaches her hands up and she like women are like grabbing her hands and they're like it's looking okay at her. Like and they're all chanting together as this couple has sex and it's the, the noises that they're making, it's just so awful.
1: It's like watching two animals in lab coats. Yeah. Have
0: sex. And I think it's, I think it's also gross for me because there are they're elder women and it's not I'm not saying it's gross to see their bodies, but I'm saying one of them is the one who gave birth to that girl. Yeah. You know, all of them helped raise her and to have them participating in her having sex grosses me out to my core.
1: And it's like, you know that it's like borderline non-consensual. Like, you know that she's there because it's about the ritual and not yeah. because she's, like, into she doesn't, it. Yeah, she's never, like, had sex. She doesn't yeah, know what's she's, going on. Yeah, she's a virgin. Yes. She's a vagine.
0: <laughs> and so yeah so and then and then Florence is like what the fuck is going on in this place and then she goes and she looks through the keyhole in the building sees- and she sees Christian fucking this girl in this weird disgusting ritual and she loses her fucking mind and is just sobbing she throws up
1: it's and this time she
0: actually throws <laughs> yeah she actually throws up this time and she it's it's again, it's that same like very animalistic carnal She's lost moaning. another person. Yes, she has literally nothing. She has nothing left, and she is just distraught. And then there's that really beautiful scene with her and all of the women in the And
1: they cry with her. They cry together. And it has become such an iconic shot yeah. of her like the frowny face crying with it the, with these women. And they're all like, ah, Ah, yeah. and it's just and you know in a way I think if you're a woman you look at it and you're like I wish I had that.
0: Well yeah because that uh, while there are a lot of gross and problematic things about this communal living situation the beautiful side of it is that nobody goes through any pain alone alone.
1: There's a there's a beautiful like ethereal sisterhood yeah. that exists like and I I specify sisterhood because yes there are things that they do like communally with right. the entire cult. Yes. <laughs> but then there are certain things that only the women do yeah. that I think are actually quite positive. Yeah, and like I think, when they're baking the pies yeah, together. Yeah, when they're baking and- the pies together and like the obviously like the maypole dance yes. and like generally speaking they feel very like maternal yeah. and very matriarchal. It's very nice to see yes. in this like insane horror film. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, exactly. And so they're like fucking there for her. Yeah,
1: like they feel, they try their best to like feel her pain almost to like help her get it out. Almost like it, to me, it felt a lot like when a rattlesnake like bites someone and someone tries to suck the venom out. Yes, It's literally like that. It's a lot like that. They're like trying to suck the sadness out and like just let it go, like keep it out of the body. And so she's going through this with them. And I think at that point she like realizes I'm not alone. Yeah. Even through her grief, she's like, "Oh, well
0: these this are the only nice. people who are these are the only people who are there for her yeah. in the entire world. Like she has nobody except for these people."
1: She's no one. And
0: we've already established like a weird romance between her and um Pele, 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 Pele. I don't, I don't know. know how you say his name. But yeah, that guy, the the Swedish guy who brought them there in the first place. Yeah. So now she's like I it's kind of assumed like, "Okay, she's a part of this."
1: Yeah, she's, she's a, part a part of, of the cult, cult now. She's the May Queen. She's part of the cult. Yeah. She can now hang out with what's it P P Man. <laughs> P Man. And and all will be well. And at the end of the day, guess what? This bitch decides to enact her revenge. Yeah she is given the choice like you can because they
0: need one last person to complete the sacrifice they need nine sacrifices because
1: the other anthropology students are now long gone yes
0: they've all been killed
1: (laughs) yes which we didn't mention but yeah but they literally got killed
0: they've all been killed in various awful ways gruesome ways yeah yeah so they all get killed they and let's let me be clear the rules of the society are a little confusing to me i'm like I know they do this every year, but do they always sacrifice nine people? Do they always sacrifice foreigners? Like, is that something that happens all the time? Or is this just because they were all disrespectful fucks? Like,
1: that's i i want to believe in my heart of hearts that it's because they were all disrespectful as fuck and right. like i think what they saw was they saw this vulnerable woman and they were like what the f- what what yeah no and then decided to off all the other ones like i think it was part of their master plan yeah, i'm like
0: because they don't seem like a cult that just kills people constantly i think they sacrifice some of their own and yeah for, but for
1: them it's like an honor like i literally because obviously the anthropo so here's my theory i Obviously, the anthropology group, like the students, the students knew about this, right? And so, obviously, this is like common knowledge that, like, oh, this 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 Midsummer Festival happens, and this specific cult does it. Yeah. So clearly, they're not hiding; no. like, they're not out here. Like, we're secretly sacrificing people. I genuinely believe they came. They host like a ton of people. There's there was a bus. Like, yeah. I think that they host <laughs> people all the time but they leave unscathed, obviously. I think that in this specific instance, they saw them like they like violated literally like yeah. yeah they like violated so many of their love of their ways their rituals and they were disrespectful towards one of their own and mm-hmm. they see that as disrespect and they're yeah. like fuck this and they're like, we're all thinking all of y'all you all have to die now yes <laughs> and so that's my theory is that like they don't normally kill people
0: that's my guess as well and so like at the end they need they need nine sacrifices and two of Two have volunteered from the cult. And they're like, oh my God, what an honor. They need one more. And so they draw a name at random and they say, okay, the May queen can now choose to either sacrifice the person that we randomly chose or she can choose to sacrifice Christian who has been incapacitated with some magic dust that got blown in his face. And he has been stuffed inside of a bear carcass. He's in a shed. In a bear carcass. He's in a bear carcass. It's
1: a rushing nesting doll situation. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He's in a bear carcass and she's like, hmm, I choose Christian. And then they all put them inside of a big yellow building and they set it on fire. Well,
1: it's it's, it's like a shed. Yeah, it's a shed. It's a a fancy shed. I would call it a fancy shed. It's a sacrifice shed. Sacrifice shed. Yes. And they set it on fire and uh, the end. And it's
0: that iconic shot of her frowning in her may queen costume and then smiling and then it's the end and it's fucking unsettling but it's so good but it's literally fucking Feminism.
1: <laughs> this is feminism it's literally feminism like i <laughs> i will say the ending of that movie i was like yes bitch like yes. get yours like fuck that guy in the bear costume yes he deserved
0: to burn He burn it all down listen i'm not saying that if you cheat on your girlfriend you deserve to be set on fire
1: in a bear well like where are you gonna christian get christian was like in? an objectively shitty guy awful man so and his friends were all like every all the guys were just bad guys like yeah. they were all mean and like you know, those like fraternity guys that are just I will say, awful. I will say,
0: what's his name? I forget his character's name, but he's played by William Jackson Harper. Yes. His character isn't that bad. He's just no. like genuinely trying to learn. And I think the only thing bad that he does is he goes into their like, temple or whatever it's a
1: sacred place i think yeah he goes into
0: their sacred place at night and he's like looking at a book that he shouldn't be looking at
1: because they literally tell them the fucking rules from the beginning they're like don't look at this shit don't look at the ruby yeah they're like don't look go don't go in there (laughs) like how the fuck are you trying to like break these bitches rules like i'm if i'm going to this cult i have to follow their rules yeah period he doesn't follow the rule and then you don't they kill him and bury him in a garden honestly like you don't go to a catholic church and like hang out open up the tabernacle and go whippy crackers like that's <laughs> like not what happens you follow the rules and go hmm that that weird looking monument thing looks like it has crackers in it and i should probably let that go like i should, I probably, should probably not let touch it that go. i should probably not touch that i'm you gonna know what I mean? not open the cracker box i'm gonna not this jack's not getting any crackers tonight (laughs) so frankly i i I blame him (laughs) like i just think that when you walk into a cult you follow their rules or you you follow the rules and then you leave with your head yeah the end dumbasses i swear to God, she was the only one who followed the rules too exactly get out of here get out of here anyway she's amazing and her frown turned upside down yes girl and she was fucking phenomenal i love I her i love her. Her. i love this movie Ugh. i love florence it's just so good she really shines like it's almost like this movie was a little crown and she was that little jewel at the top like yeah. she was the crown jewel she was beautiful she was like she had such a such an impressive and beautiful performance she had such a range from yeah. all the way from the beginning to the end she stuck with it i know that like filming this movie they had, like, the cast was great, and they, like, all gave each other food all the time, and she was always yeah. cooking for them, and from what I read, it was, like, a very positive experience, too, so I'm glad that, I'm glad that she had that, and that A24 brought her into the, fit, into the family. Into the family. Into the, I'm Vin Diesel, I'm you to my fucking family. <laughs> so...
0: You know, uh-huh. at the end of
1: the day, I'm glad that this this movie really solidified her as like totally a star. Yeah, in was like Okay,
0: now Florence Pugh is a
1: star. And then Little Women came out, and people were like, "Fuck yeah, yeah!" She <laughs> had a
0: crazy year.
1: It was that ins- year. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that that was Miss Flor in Mitsuma. Yeah, which, um, speaking of Little Women, and I think we said this, said this last episode, but we talk extensively about her performance in Little Women, um, in our Greta Gerwig episode. Yes, so, from long ago. Long ago. So um, now internet. I'm going to tell you
0: who the best boys of this movie were. Tell us. Okay. First, we have five. We have Norbert Foldi. I believe he's Hungarian. Yes. Best boy rigging electrician slash rigging gaffer in Hungary. Yay, Norbert. Then we have Corey Mills, best boy in Utah. David Nagy, Nagy, best boy electrician. You go. You go, David. David. I don't know. There's an accent in there. Alex Stein, Best Boy Grip, Utah. And Mate Tole, Best Boy Grip, Hungary, slash Best Boy Grip.
1: Yay! Cool. The best, the best boys. The best boys. Congratulations, guys. You made a, a kick ass movie. You made a great movie. Very great movie. 10 out of 10. Really right. good. Well. This is the end. Yeah, we have to go to the craft fair. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go to a craft fair now. So. Yeah. Um, so enjoy the rest of your days. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you very soon. You're the base, Monica. You're the beast, Jessica. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.